Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Hardcore Hoss, and you know, just looking forward to tonight's show. We got a good show lined up for you, but let's go ahead and get a couple other guys in here and get things kicked off here and get it off right. So let's go ahead and get the man in here himself. The one, the only, Mr. Sonny Money Mayo. Yo, 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 yo. It's Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. You know that means it's time for Russell Talk Podcast. Yo, Hoss, how you doing, my friend? I am doing good. You know, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Got a good show. Got a lot to talk about. You know, so yes. really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. We're going to have a great show tonight. We're 11 days from WrestleMania. We got the problem solver, Savannah Stone, Mr. Attitude, James Brady, the two. We also got the snitch. Hopefully, Nightmare Jones makes an appearance and cries and tells him how great he is. And hopefully, we don't lose viewers while he's doing that. But, oh, no, it's going to be a great show, man. But I know we got someone else joining this hosting tonight. Oh, that's right. You know, he, he just popped in backstage, so he was running a little behind. But let's go ahead and All get good. him in here. Let's get the man himself, Mr. Luke's. Skywalker Roberts! Oh! Well, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, first of all, technology's great when it cooperates. I've been sitting here trying <laughs> to figure out what in the world's been going on. I've been in I've been in the office. I've been ready to go all evening. Tonight's a great show. we got top two. We've got the snitch. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really looking forward to the snitch interview because the idea of where I want to know where this man's coming from. I genuinely do want to know exactly where he's coming from because he's been causing a lot of people grief as of late. And I want to see what it's going to be. Also, top two, two people that I know very, very well um, have competed in Dynamo Pro. They've competed around the, around the United States. And we're going to have an opportunity here in about 27, 28 minutes to join them. Gentlemen, I got to tell you, first of all, it's great to be on the program tonight. Yes. Sonny, I know you've been talking about things. How in the world have you been doing? Man, I've been doing excellent. Everything's on the up and up. Uh, the wife's the wife is good, not wives. I just have one wife. I said <laughs> wife, but I just have one. I love you, Rachel. Uh, the wife is good. The kids are good. 
Uh, I got a chance to go down to Eldon, Missouri this past weekend with the wife. We went and checked out New Breed Wrestling. Uh, for any wrestling fans in Missouri, St. Louis side, Kansas City side, do yourself the favor. Go check out New Breed Wrestling. I believe their next, show's, next show is in Fulton, Missouri. This past weekend it was in Eldon, Missouri. Uh, I got to see the Slammer. I got to see the champ. Nothing neater, Derek Teeter. But the highlight of my night, gentlemen, and I'm sure you guys have seen it on my Facebook page, and I, and we even shared it here on the Wrestle Talk uh, podcast page. I got a chance to talk with Mr. Herb Simmons himself, and look, I got goosebumps talking about it. I know Herb will be in the comment section as he is always Tuesday night. Mr. Simmons, thank you so much. Even though it was only about five minutes, it made my whole weekend. That was so awesome. So New Breed Wrestling was great. Everything's on the up and up, and I'm so excited and ready for tonight. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And again, it's going to be a great show. Hoss, I know we don't get to talk a lot, but I've got to ask you, how in the world are you doing? I kind of feel like I'm a little bit, uh, like I said, you guys gentlemen got a lot of gold behind him. I mean, if you look at Sonny's money, he's got the the belts behind him. And Hoss, you do too. I kind of feel kind of a little bit behind the times without having championship gold behind me. How are you doing, Hoss? Hey, I, I'm doing pretty good. I was telling Sonny I'm really looking forward to the show tonight. You know, I know we got – Really good guests and everything on, and, you know, it, it's really good time. But, you know, I don't think anybody is looking forward to the show more than the man sitting backstage right now. Let's, let's he's go ahead back, and bring... Hoss, he's already back there waiting. He's there, so let's you know go something? ahead and hold, bring hold him on, in. Hoss, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to give this man... A proper introduction. He's oh yeah, we were going to. Well, well, hold on. <laughs> let me let me see here. I, I he's always asked me for the big fight introduction. Drum roll. We need that drum roll here, ladies and gentlemen of the Russell Talk podcast. It is our esteemed honor and privilege to be joined by a man who is known around the world and around the FWWC. He is known as the founder and the originator of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And tonight, he is joining us live from his wonderful, outstanding, stupendous residence. Ladies you realize it's not Dick Douglas. No, it's not Dick Douglas, <laughs> by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only... Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance. Joe, how in the world are you this evening, good sir? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Of course, I had to be here. It's the snitch. We'll have the snitch one. Look, I've got my snitch posters up there. You know, who's better than the snitch? Nobody the snitch. Number one fan, you know, hashtag Donald Post screw job. And I believe I'm the first person that has their own snitch t-shirt. You were so happy to show us that shirt, Joe Lance. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I absolutely was. Listen, you and I have a lot in common with this. And, Joe, you can relate to this. And, Hoss, maybe you also a little bit because this guy's from your part of the country. But how you feel about the snitch, Nightmare Jones, is how I feel about Geno Smith. Listen, I'm still a massive Geno Smith fan. I'm still happy he's in the NFL. Everyone else around me laughs at me, including hey, the night out himself. Hey, you know what? I would never laugh at you. You know why? Geno Smith was the quarterback for WVU. So, yeah, of course, I can't be mad at him. 
Absolutely. So he's from your part of the country. I, I stood on the table for the Chiefs to take him the first overall pick in the draft when Andy Reid came, but this is a wrestling podcast, not an NFL podcast. So, Joe Lance, I think you're about really the only one in the realm. I know you're the only one who has a snitch T-shirt. I know you're the only one. <laughs> I, I, I believe so. Well, I got to tell you right now, guys, in my role, I have to make sure that I don't show any kind of of corporate sponsorship of any of the wrestlers of Dynamo Pro Wrestling. But you know something? We've got to thank a couple people. Number one, we got to thank all the great viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast who tuned in this evening. And also, we need to make sure that we thank all of those great sponsors that support the Wrestle Talk podcast. And you're going to see them here in just a moment on the bottom of the screen. We've got a lot of great sponsors that are a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast each and every week. Everything Combat, King Kate Arcade, the place I definitely need to go to. Uh, Esports Bar, Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Production, the people behind our great WrestleTalk podcast webpage, Rathbun Engraving, Me Fiesta, KC Party Rentals, Noble Men's Barber Lounge in Kansas City. Make sure you ask for Pete the Barber. He's doing great things. And the world's greatest fantasy wrestling group, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Gentlemen, I can ask you right now, and Joe, I know you've got one. I know Hoss, I think you've got one as well. Can somebody tell the fans of the Russell Talk podcast? I know that our media team has been working overtime this past week to get things done, but can anybody tell me how much colder one of those great Russell Talk podcast mugs makes your drink? It makes it 95% colder. 95%. You heard it right here. Nightmare Jones and Haas is showing his off right here. Your Russell's Hot Podcast mug. It's available for, I believe it's $20. It's engraved. You can have your name put on it. You can be a proud supporter of the Russell Talk Podcast. Make it a point to go to WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can also get a hold of any of the Russell Talk Podcast staff. They can get you one of those great mugs. Joe, I know you're showing off your Snitch t-shirt, and it's going to be a great night here. You know something, gentlemen? We need to go ahead and get things going. We've got a lot to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. But before we do, and Joe, you're here, so I, I, I I would be remiss if we don't go ahead. Before we get tonight's event started, as we always do each and every week, a proud tradition we carried on throughout the entire time that you've been a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast, something we do each and every week. And Hoss, Sonny, we all try our best to do a good job along with, with the Night Owl and with Jeremy Carp and with Big Sexy Chris Rodell. But the man who does this introduction oh so well, Nightmare Jones, can you go ahead real quick and do the introduction to get us started each and every week? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for you to stand up, take off your hat, put your hand proudly over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country in the world, and that's America, damn it.
Oh my gosh. I don't care what anyone says. That's got to be in top two, top three of national anthem singings by celebrities of all time. All time. For those uh, newer to the Russell Talk podcast, we did have the great Carl Lewis for a while, but because of trademark issues, we had to go to Roseanne Barr. And heck, to be honest with you, I think I enjoyed Roseanne's a little bit more than Carl Lewis. Mm. Well, let me tell you, R- Roseanne's rendition brings a tear to your eye, but it's for a different lo- different reason than Carl. Yeah, did. yeah. <laughs> Carl, Carl Lewis at least could carry a little bit of a tune. That that's oh <laughs> gosh, that's that's terrible. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty horrendous. But you know what? Don't let that sour the mood. Let's keep this thing rolling, baby. Well, well, Sonny, I got to tell you right now, tonight we're going to have some great discussion right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. If you have the questions, and thank you, uh, Peggy, for putting your uh, message out here tonight. It's great to always see you here on the program. Larry Wolf joining us. We've been talking about Larry the last couple weeks. It's good to see him back. We've got um, Shelly making her appearance as well. And just like you said, Sonny Money, Herb Simmons joining us as well here on the program. Guys, we can't wait too much longer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time, as we do each and every week right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. It's time for the high spot segment. So, Haas, if you would be so kind, go ahead and great that hit that great introduction for the high spot segment right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. gentlemen it's time for the high spots right here on the wrestle talk podcast you know something gentlemen there's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling we are a little more than a week away from the showcase of the immortals wrestlemania available on the wwe network for those that get it internationally and on peacock for those that get it here inside the united states it's good to see we've got some people getting here wheel of fortune we're going to have that discussion here in a little bit. I can't believe there's more than one snitch fan. <laughs> there, I hey, can't believe yes, there's more Zach. than one snitch fan. Absolutely, you, Zach. Yes. You know something right now? It's simple, ladies and gentlemen. He talks about the silent majority. In a little more than an hour, he's going to have an opportunity to speak. I'm really looking forward to that. But, guys, we're done talking about our guests. We're going to talk about them later on tonight. But you got to look at it, too. Our first question in Sunny Money you got a lot of things on your mind. You are a man with a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you to throw out tonight's first question right here on High Spots. Well, I think the first question should be, and there you go right on the bottom, do you believe that KO and Stone Cold Steve Austin will be the main event of 
night one at WrestleMania, and from all the dirt sheets and from everything that appears on there, that's the way it looks like WWE is going to be pushing it. Night one to end uh, WrestleMania with the KO show featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, by all reports, and I haven't seen pictures yet, and maybe you guys have, but I have not yet. By all reports, they're saying that a 57-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin is looking ripped, shirt off, they're saying that the plans are for his appearance at Mania with Kevin Owens is going to be shirt off, no shirt on. So Stone Cold's been getting in shape here. Now, I don't think it's going to be a 20-minute match. I don't think it's going to be a 30-minute match. I don't think it's yeah. going to be Austin Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. I don't think it's going to be Austin Rock at any of those three WrestleManias. But what I do think, and Stone Cold came out and said it himself, that you know he had to walk away in 2003 because of injuries he wasn't ready to go yet so this is his official swan song now we wanted to see it against cm punk and we didn't get it there was talk of maybe him and cena we didn't get it there's been all these you know even brock lesnar i know him and paul Heyman. they did the sit down whatever but we're finally getting it and we're finally getting it with kevin owens now do i think it should end night one of wrestlemania absolutely not luke roberts let me ask you this who off of the Raw brand, who off of Monday Night Raw going into WrestleMania, or what program off of the Raw brand going into WrestleMania is gaining the most attention right now? Well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back here a minute again. For once, Luke's gonna step on a soapbox, and I'm gonna answer your question. No. KO versus Austin. As much as it's his swan song, as much as he's done for professional wrestling, KO and Austin does not mean to be the end of night one. Right. To me, I think there's a lot of other things that merit that. And I'm going to tell you right now, things that would pique my curiosity. I think that the tag team championship should be there beforehand. I think that the Raw Women's Championship should be there beforehand. Yep. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think, to me, the thing that really draws my attention the most right now, Edge and AJ Styles. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those right now, any of those could be the main event of night one. We've seen it in the past, where I believe it was um, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. We're the main event of night one. Yep. yep. I'm going to tell you right now. Am I looking forward to KO and Austin? Most definitely. I think it's going to be one of the most memorable events of all of WrestleMania weekend. Absolutely. But, you know, I think to me there's a lot of other things that could be at the beginning of night one. And also, you know something else? I got to tell you, too. We got a lot of things in night two. But the other thing I'm looking forward to is The Undertaker going into the hall. Mm, I think that's, yeah. that's something that's definitely going to be there. Jonesy, I got to ask you, KO and Austin, should they be main event of night one? No, they absolutely should not. Uh, as much as I am looking forward to seeing uh, KO and Austin, um, there's no way that they can be night one, the uh, final match of, of night one, because I don't even think it's really going to be much of a match in the first place. I think it's just going to be, you know, going back and forth, Austin hitting the Astana, and that's really going to be about it. 
Well, um, well I, let me let me stop you right there, Jones, because I want you to continue on your point, and I do want to hear your point of view. It's been a little while since we had you on the show, so I'm I'm definitely enjoying where you're going. Just interrupt you real quick, though, and again, take this for what it's worth. It's from the dirt sheets, but they're saying that this is going to be more than just Austin coming in and hitting a stunner. And I hope that's what it is, especially if they're planning on ending it on, on night one of Mania. If this is what's going to end night one, they're saying that they're supposed to be out into the crowd and they're supposed to go outside the ring. And, you know, I think Stone Cold's going to hit his Luthez and he's going to hit his elbows and he's going to hit the thing. Like, I think it's going to be a lot more than just go in, cut a promo back and forth on a promo, hit a stunner, we cheer beers and we're out. I, I think it's going to be more than that. So just, just putting that out there. Yeah, I mean – we can only hope, but it, it all depends on Stone Cold's health, because we all know he doesn't have a good neck and he doesn't have good knees. Um, you know, for the main event of night one, I'm saying either AJ Styles and Edge or Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Like that's that those are the two matches that I see ending night one. I don't see Stone Cold and Kevin Owens ending night one, although. When Kevin Owens came out on Monday Night Raw last night, I legit thought that he had shaved his head. <laughs> I legit thought that he shaved his head, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. No, he didn't shave his head. Right. He, he had one of those bald caps on. But, yeah, at first I was like, he really shaved his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know something, you know something, gentlemen? I don't want to play the other side of the coin here. But could we see, as you always hear, that metaphorical passing of the torch. And I, I, it's, I, it's really in the pit of my stomach is when we mm. see the end of the KO show, do we see Steve Austin flat on his back? No. KO stunner. We don't know. Mm. All time will tell. Like I said, great discussion here. We're going to have top two on the program here in about 10 minutes. Make sure to be ready to go. We're going to have them on in here in just a few minutes. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm going to completely switch gears. We've got a lot of WWE content we could have, but something that's really been on my mind, and we talked about it earlier on, and Haas, I know the question's going to come up here in a minute, was from St. Patrick Slam this past weekend, Thunder Rosa showing that lightning could strike twice, and the question is, what are your reactions to Thunder Rosa winning the AEW Women's Championship? I got to tell you, I was ecstatic. I've got to tell you this. Britt Baker took the AEW Women's Championship to another level. Mm -hmm. But i got to tell you right now, for Thunder Rosa to win the match, and i, I got to tell you, their lights-out match, I thought you couldn't raise the bar to another level. These two ladies took it not just to the next level. They took it to the next level above that. And i got to tell you, kudos to Thunder Rosa. And even though, I mean, again, it's not her way of doing things, i got to give a shout-out to Britt Baker, two matches. I'm, I shouldn't say even two matches. I said their whole program has delivered, and I would be more than excited. Anytime AEW puts those two ladies in the ring, they're going to deliver five-star match, awesome night. And you know something, guys? I know that you, Sonny, I know that you, Nightmare, have got some things to throw in here. Of course, he vanishes. I was going to ask Hoss for his opinion because I know Haas is a pretty big fan of AEW as well. And we're going to get his thoughts here in just a few moments as well. We're going to go ahead, and I'm going to throw this to Nightmare Jones. Jonesy, your thoughts on Thunder Rosa becoming the new AEW Women's World Champion? I think that it's it's awesome. Uh, it's one of those things where I was watching it, and I was like, there's no way that 
Thunder Rosa is not going to win this this championship. They almost had to have Thunder Rosa win this this uh, championship. This was like her her last shot at winning the uh, championship, and you know she she did exactly what she had to do. You know they they went through the thumbtacks. It was a hardcore match. Um, it was everything that you could hope to, that it could be, and more. Uh, great match. I I I was happy and. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Britt Baker's going to have to say tomorrow night on uh, AEW Dynamite. Okay, well, now he's back here. Our technology is doing wonderful things. And, again, thank you to the great people who are behind all of our media, making sure things are taken care of. Like I said, guys like the Maestro, Big Sexy, the Night Owl, who is, like I said, he's watching the show here tonight as well. Hoss, you're a big AEW fan. You and I have had discussions about AEW. What are your thoughts about Thunder Rosa becoming the brand new All Elite Wrestling World Women's Champion? Uh, you know, I, I thought it was an awesome match. I, I really enjoyed it, you know, full of action. And I, I think it's great that she was able to recapture the title again. You know, it, it was just awesome to watch. And you, you really got to respect when uh, when people put it on the line the way that they do. I tell you, and, with the hardcore matches and what they put themselves through. And it's just something when they do that, just to entertain the fans, you know, it's, you really have to have respect for them. I couldn't agree with you more Haas. Now, now Sonny, I know you're also a pretty big fan, not just of AEW, but professional wrestling as a whole. Thunder Rosa, new AEW world women's champion. What are your thoughts? Much much, much deserving. And I'm glad Britt Baker had the titles for as long as she did. But uh, kudos to AEW on that storyline. Kudos to AEW on that match. Kudos to AEW on the camera angles and where the ref was positioned and everything about that match. Going to be one of my favorite moments so far in wrestling in 2022, of all of wrestling, of the moment Thunder Rosa getting a belt received to her by the referee and the real tears and emotion that she's cried on it because Thunder Rosa, she's a girl who started from the very bottom and worked them independence and put them rings together. And for her to climb all the way up to the top and get that women's championship like that. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I couldn't be happier for it. And, and kudos to Britt Baker too, because she did hold it down for the, as the AEW women's uh, champion, she made she, she made a lot of fans boo at her, and that was her job, and she did a great job at it. So I'm looking forward to seeing them again down the road in the ring uh, together again. So, well, you know something, guys, and I just noticed it a few seconds here ago, and that's one of the great things that we even we included here at the Russell Talk Podcast. Hoss, can you throw up that last message again for a second before we go to our next question? I got to throw this out here. We got to throw that that message out here from from Chris Rodell. Doesn't it look like we have our own? And I'm not using the sounder, but if you look, it's almost like we have our own breaking news with Chris's picture here. Shout out to Audrey, Aubrey Edwards for making the count directly in the thumbtacks. I remember seeing something on social media. Her arm was all tore up from the thumbtacks and her hand yep. as well for making that count. And the thing I think it's cool right now, not only is dedication to all parties involved, but the fact that we have a really cool graphic here at the bottom. For, it was like Chris Rodell's coming in, kind of like the days of Mean Gene Okerlund. He's got his microphone right there. It looks awesome, guys. I mean, again, I can't help it. It gets me excited <laughs> because of what's there. 
And again, I agree with you, Chris, 100%. Like I said, it was a great match across the board. Kudos to it. And you know something? We got. One, uh, I know we're going to have top two. James Brady, Savannah Stone going to be joining us here in just a couple minutes. I've got one more question. This is actually kind of a two-part thing here. First of all, I want to give a shout-out and congratulations to another team that accomplished yet another landmark this past weekend, and that is the Briscoe Brothers winning the 2022 mm. Crockett Cup. And now here's my question. It's not just – it's a two-parter here. Not only what are your thoughts of the Crockett Cup, but almost – Pardon me. About the same time we get the announcement for Supercard of Honor, a matchup that so many people want to see, the Briscoes and FTR. Guys, this is a pretty big – I mean, both of these are tied together. I got to ask you, um, Sonny, it's a lot of information there, but what are your thoughts right now with the Briscoes, the Crockett Cup, and Supercard of Honor? Yo, Flywalker, I'm so glad you started it with me, too, because you see me over here. I'm antsy about it. Listen, I was watching the Briscoes down at ECW Arena wrestling for CZW when they were young, fresh-faced kids back in 2002. No one knew who the Briscoes were back then, just the real local, real real local guys. So for, 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 for me to watch them 20 years ago in the ECW Arena to where they're at now, that's a, that's a team that I'm extremely proud of. And, bro, the stuff they drop on social media is so dope. <laughs> the stuff they – the promos they drop on social media is so dope. And I was a little bit scared there for a second, Flywalker, because I thought you were going to lead it into the Hardys because I know you wanted to get about that too. But I'd rather talk about the Briscoes seven days a week, 365. I love the Hardys, one of the top tag teams of all time. But I'm, I don't need no more Hardys. I, I mean, we all knew Jeff was coming to AEW, whatever. Everybody on the independent wrestling scene, wrestlers, fans, promoters, the ring guy, the crackhead behind the building, everybody's been waiting for Briscoes and FTR. Everybody, bro. And they've been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I thought it was going to be in an AEW ring. I really did. And I didn't want it to be because I don't think we would probably get maybe the quality of match that we could get out of them, too, if it was on national TV. I know AEW doesn't pull the reins back uh, like WWE does when it comes to moves and storylines as much. But I'm, I'm, I think for them to have it in a ring of honor ring at a ring of honor show is so dope, bro. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be that that right there so far what are we at? Almost April. That's the tag team feud of the year in all of wrestling. I don't care about nothing else. That's the tag team feud of the year. And and it potentially by the end of the year in December, when we do our wrap up show, we might still be coming back and talking about what they did in, in April at ring of honor. So yes, I'm super excited for the Briscoes. You know something while you were talking, Sonny, I could tell that nightmare Jones, he was having to, to cool down here because of, I mean, you're, you're, you're bringing the heat here this evening. Now, now Jonesy, I got to ask you, you love tag team wrestling. You love wrestling yes. in general. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? Because this is one of those that I think really changes the scene of professional wrestling. What are your thoughts on the Briscoes, the Crockett Cup, and Super Card of Honor? I'm going to tell you right now, the Briscoes, in my opinion, are the best tag team in professional wrestling right now. I absolutely love the Briscoe Brothers. I love the energy that they bring. I love their uh, promos. They don't cut anything back. Uh, you know, 
it, it, it was it was awesome. The first ever Ring of Honor show that I went to, I actually got to meet the Abisco Brothers, and I got my uh, picture taken with the Abisco Brothers when they won the all uh, the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team uh, uh, Championships. And the best thing about the Abisco Brothers is, and Harko Hashi is gonna enjoy this as well. They are Raiders fans as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jonesy, I got to tell you right now. Normally, you and I. Yeah, hold on, hold on, Flywalker. Come on, Nightmare Jones. I ain't got nothing to do with it, bro. Ain't nobody want to hear about no Raiders fans. Hey, you got two Raiders fans here, buddy. Two of them. I don't care one, about two. One, two. One, two. My you know bad. Something? Yeah, go Sonny, ahead, Flywalker. I'm not, not going to go with the idea of football. I'm going to go with the world of pro wrestling. I got to tell you right now, Jonesy, you and I normally agree, not here. And I'm going to tell you why. I am a wrestling purist. And when I talk about professional wrestling, the best tag team right now that I know of, and a team that's been great for a long time, is FTR. And I'm going to tell you right now, my opinion is simple. While Mark and Jay from Sandy Fort, Delaware, they've got it together, I'm going to go on record right now. Supercard of Honor, FTR, yet again, stuns the world and defeats the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. I don't see it. Wow. I don't see that's it. How much, that's how much support I have for wow. FTR. You know something? We're talking about great tag teams. We're talking about great tandems. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Haas? Just to double check here, our first guests have been in the green room for a few minutes. Am I right with them? All right, well, I'm going to go ahead. You want to talk about great tag teams. You want to talk about great tandems in the world of professional wrestling. Our first guest here tonight on the Russell Talk podcast are a great tandem. They know how each other thinks inside the squared circle. They've been around the country, and, you know, they're a, they're, they're a group that's very close to my heart because they spent a large amount of time inside the ring, Dynamo Pro Wrestling, and not only did they take it from there, they have gone all around the world. They've been East Coast. They've been West Coast. They've been Midwest. They've been North and South. You name it. They have been everywhere in the world of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, they're both return guests to the program. But I got to tell you, I really feel like a proud parent here because these two individuals have been shaping the world of professional wrestling. They are the future of professional wrestling. And it is my esteemed honor and privilege to welcome here to the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening, James Brady, Savannah Stone, top two. top two here and i gotta tell you this is probably one of the first times we've had in a long time where we've had both members of such a great tag team unit such great individual wrestlers i think it's the first time in a long time we've had both of them on the same screen they could be in the same room <laughs> this is something that's really really cool and like i said earlier james savannah first of all both welcome back here to the wrestle talk podcast i know uh james you were on the program just a couple months ago savannah yes, it's been like four years since you've been <laughs> on the program. And I said one day you would be back. And tonight you are here as a part of the Russell Talk podcast. And again, I couldn't be any happier. I couldn't be any prouder of the two of you. You have set the wrestling world on fire all across this country. 
And I got to tell you, it's great to have you here. The first question is not necessarily going to be wrestling. It's going to be honesty. How are you doing? I mean, I know right now you've been traveling a lot of events on the West Coast. What have you been up to? I mean, again, it's been a while since we've been able to talk with one another. How have you both been? Ladies first. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say hi, Luke. Thank you for having Thank yes. you all of you guys Thank for you. having us. We're very excited Gosh. to be here. Um, and uh, it just brings a smile to my face to be able to see you guys again. Um, it's been way too long. Um, when it comes to uh, the top two and just in general, like our individual lives, I, I want to say we've been, we've been doing really good. I'm very happy, very happy with where we are. It was definitely a big transition <laughs> to move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so a very, a lot of stress in the beginning, a lot of ands, buts, questions. Yeah. Um, but I really think we've kind of slowly started to, to, to settle and, and uh, get comfortable and, and uh, learn the different ways out here. So. It's definitely been amazing, to say the least. Moving from Missouri to California, as you know, is not just moving from St. Louis to Chicago. It's a mm -hmm. big trip. It's a big mm -hmm. risk. Um, and to, to be blessed enough and able enough to do it with somebody that I love dearly inside and out of the ring is amazing, to say the least. I can't put words on it. I've been fantastic. I hope all of you as well. Yes. Well, I got to tell you right now, knowing you for as long as I have, and I mean, again, seeing the accomplishments both inside and outside of the ring that you've had really has been nothing short of awesome. And, and again, if you haven't had a chance, make sure to follow both of these great wrestlers on social media. They've got a lot of different avenues. They've been really doing great things. Now, again, being, and again, I'm going back into the Dynamo Pro mode here for just a minute. Okay. For those that haven't had a chance to, to know, um, and I'm going to go ahead, and, and either one of you can start. Can you explain your beginnings in pro wrestling? How did you get into pro wrestling, and where did you get your start? Uh, yeah, so I think I'll start first. Um, yeah. So I had never watched wrestling before. Didn't didn't even know that it existed, if I'm being honest. Um, and it came across a YouTube video on my recommended YouTube uh, video, which I have no idea why. <laughs> um, and uh, I watched it when I was 15 years old. It was WrestleMania. It was, it was Nikki, and Brie Bella, uh, Nikki and Brie Bella versus Paige and AJ Lee. And I just got hooked on it um, and decided to become a wrestler. Um, watched it 15, decided to become a wrestler at 16. And Dynamo Pro was the first ever company that I decided to take my professional journey. Um, and through, throughout the years, um, I've managed to keep my connection with Dynamo Pro, so thank you guys for that. And um, they, they were my stomping grounds. They were, they were my family. They, were, they still are my family. Um, and so they, they taught me everything that I know. Um, you have people like Sadie, you have people like Jim Young, you have people like Crystal, you have people like Luke, who took the time to explain the business to me um, and explain the ins and outs um, and I, I generally believe this, and I hope you guys really, really, um, you, you said you wanted honesty, so I really hope you guys understand that I would not be here if it wasn't for the knowledge that you shared both in and out of the ring. So I want to thank you guys here. for that. Same as you. Well, I got to tell you right now, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to throw this at you here real quick, and I'm going to throw things over to uh, my colleagues here this evening. We're going to jump a little bit. You both spent many a time inside the Dynamo ring. And this one's going to kind of skip up a little bit. Your favorite match in Dynamo Pro. 
and why. Oh, why you got to do that? <laughs> oh, <man>. Favorite match. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my own personal for both of you, but I want to see what your thoughts are. Right. Favorite match inside Dynamo Pro? Mine, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with it. As soon as you said the question, it really popped in my head, if I'm going to be honest with you. His name is Ricky Cruz. He was one of the greatest wrestlers that I've ever been able to step foot in the ring with. I've learned so much from him as a man and, of course, as a professional wrestler. He took the time to really digest it to me. And um, one of the first guys, to be honest with you, that really took me aside and gave me some damn good advice that I still carry with me today. So for me, it would be, you know, against Ricky Cruz. So that that's a very hard one for me, um, but I think I'm going to go with my original answer, um, and that's the, the women's title match that we had. It was it was me, um, Tootie Lynn Ramsey, and Rain Victoria. Historic. Um, and it was just it was just such a historic moment. Um, and we had I know we had really talked about um, this behind the scenes to give a little bit behind the scenes. Um, we had really talked about this. We wanted. We wanted to make sure that it wasn't just going to be kind of like a one-time off. Um, we wanted to make sure that the fans were really invested in a women's division, and we wanted to make sure that the women would really stay and build the division because, uh, you know, that that's so important. And so I think to have such a monumental moment and have people like Jim and Crystal and Sadie uh, take a um, all owners of Dynamo Pro, by the way, yes. uh, to, to take that chance on the women at the time, being as young as we were in the business and giving us that opportunity and that platform um, to create change and to, to open a lot of boundaries for the Midwest was just, it's it still warms my heart to this day. Well, I got to tell you right now, I don't know how it is, but you guys are both thinking on the exact same wavelength as me. <laughs> I mean, again, that was my, my first reaction, but I got to tell you one and Savannah, I was there in Grafton when the when the Dynamo Pro Women's Championship was there. But I got to tell you one match that registers just a little bit more. And that was a historic matchup, but another historic matchup. Same three competitors at FUBAR. First yeah. time I've oh, ever seen so triple threat, oh. hardcore matchup. These ladies used everything you could possibly imagine. I believe that there was a suplex onto one of the bars, mm, tables, and chairs. You name it. These ladies did not disappoint. And I got to tell you, these matches, if you get a chance, go online. I actually think yeah. both matches are there. And I got to tell you right now, I'm happy that I'm retired, and there's a reason why. <laughs> and that's James Brady, Ricky Cruz, a chop, which I think that James Brady still probably feels to this day. I mean, that's one of the things. He, Ricky Cruz delivers one of the most powerful chops I've ever seen, and unfortunately, James Brady was the victim that night. Hey man, <laughs> you got to go through pain in order to get better, and he really showed me how to chop. To be honest with you, so I, I appreciate that chop. Yeah, like I said, it's one of those you just gotta you learn and grow from it. I'm gonna tell you what. Sonny Money, you've had the opportunity to see both of these great competitors inside the ring as well. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you. Like I said, we got top two right here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Sonny Money, take it away. No, I ain't got no questions. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? So I want to start it off with you, Mr. Attitude. I'm sitting here checking out your social media, man, and you were over in my neck of the woods. I'm from Philly. So I hey. seen you got to go to CZW, man. What was CZW and getting in the ring with Rich Swan like? 
Dude, it was such a blessing. And I, that's crazy. It's really good to meet you and talk to you here. Um, but Thank Philly, you. Philly for me, um, the first time I went out to Philly, I was 19. Mm -hmm. And I got the opportunity to work with Jordan Oliver. And nice. That, that nice. was dope, too. That was really dope. But um, Philly holds a really special place in my heart. Uh, believe it or not, I was going through a lot at that time. And Philly for me was... Um, for me, obviously, I get to travel, but I also, I also get to travel with this one. So it makes it a lot more better. Right. Um, that was the first time I actually got to get away from um, everything, really, and just enjoy wrestling and actually have time to go see Philly, get a cheesesteak, like really enjoy time. Mm, pork roll. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrap it all into things, though. Um, CCW was amazing. Working with Rich Swan, Tyler Andrade, and uh, Ryo was amazing. Those guys are I, definitely uh... the next things, in my opinion, to come out here in professional wrestling. Um, but, uh, working with Rich Swan was definitely a blessing, man. No, absolutely, man. I, I've had the opportunity to meet, meet Rich Swan three or four different times and he's always been aces to me personally, but then to go and see him in the ring, bro. And he's a wizard. <laughs> Every time he steps in the ring, you know what you're getting with Rich Swan, yeah, bro. Man. And, oh, and, yeah. and it's kind of like what you said a couple moments ago about Ricky Cruz. Now I'm a massive Ricky Cruz fan, bro. <laughs> and I wish he, I actually said something to him, uh, a couple days ago about him getting his ass back into Kansas city. Cause he used to come over to Kansas city for Metro pro wrestling. We don't have Ricky Cruz and KC as much anymore. And I'm, I'm missing my guy. Like, come on, bro. Come back to KC. I don't want to have to make that trip to St. Louis every time, but I want to switch it over to you, Savannah. Um, so I, I'm sure you've been asked this question in multiple ways or whatever, but I still, always like asking it, especially to women's wrestlers. Is it difficult to be a women's wrestler in today's age, or is it uh, is easier with WWE pushing the women's division, AEW pushing the women's division? Maybe not like how it was 20 years ago, but do you, I mean, is there still obstacles and difficulty difficulties for you? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. I think, I think um, with what you said, like you said, I think it definitely helps the more and more um, uh, you know, these women on, on TV are given these opportunities and are breaking these boundaries. Um, it definitely makes our lives easier um, here, but at the same time, oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely obstacles. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you're judged, you know, you're, you're, you're right. judged. It's, it's harder to get to places, believe it or not. I know yeah. a lot of times people say like, oh, well, you're a woman, it's easier because they, they need more of you. And that, that is true. It's not, true. it's not, right. it's not true. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, the struggles of, of, um, not being taken seriously, the struggles of having to fight for your worth, um, uh, and, and it's a very male dominated industry. So, yep. so to, to, to kind of have to talk business to another guy, you know, and you're, you're realistically, you're taking their money, you know, so you have to, you have yep. to prove to them why you're worth the money and why you're worth um, getting flown in or why you're worth the hotel stay and stuff like right. that. And so, um, but I think it, I think overall, if you have the confidence and the desire to get better, it, it, it does better you and, and you learn to, to grow a voice. That's something that has definitely helped me, um, is before you know starting when i was 16 um i've definitely learned to 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 grow my voice here in wrestling and and good and keep and keep that voice going you know what i mean but also don't stop training and don't stop learning because we yes. need more women in, we need more women in professional wrestling and i'll be completely honest with you too you know i came up in the era of miss elizabeth and sonny oh, yeah. and you know it, women were valets 
We weren't having women's matches. You know what I mean? And we had that little sprinkle, and we just talked about it on the Wrestle Talk podcast a few episodes ago. You know, we had that little sprinkle of, like, Lita and Trish main event and Raw. And, you know, it kind of went up, and then it just went back down. So so props to WWE, props to AEW, props to independent wrestling promotions all throughout the country that are building women's wrestling up. Because even for me as a fan, when women started wrestling – predominantly like five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago, and they were featuring women, I won't lie to you. I like I was just like, oh, I'm going to go get something to drink. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there wasn't a lot of women who could go, who could go in the ring and go. You know what I mean? But now there's so many women. And you just spoke about Tootie Lynn yeah. Ramsey. Yeah. Maybe shout out to Tootie Lynn. Like, she go like, you heard? There's so many girls over there in St. Louis, so many women over there in St. Louis that can get in the ring, ring the bell, and put on an entertaining match that could be match of the night. You know what I mean? So keep keep rocking it, Savannah. I will always be a massive fan of yours, a massive supporter of yours. But Nightmare Jones, I see you down there, buddy. What do you got to say to the, the top two? Well, first of all, thank you guys for coming back onto the podcast. It's been an absolutely amazing uh, uh, podcast. Uh, so James, I'm going to start with you real quick. Uh, yes, so I was going through some of your uh, matches and stuff, and and I see that one of your matches, your most recent match, was against a guy named CJ Tino. Ah, uh, CJ Tino. What was it yes, like sir. wrestling CJ Tino? Oh, CJ Tino. He is a power lifter to say the least. Um, okay. You know. Very strong guy. Um, so, CJ Tino is going through some changes right now at the promotion that we wrestled at, which was mm-hmm. Level Up down here in La Mesa, California. Um, CJ Tino's getting a little bit of uh, that muscle, I think, is starting to rub off on his brain. And I think mm. if you watch that match, you can kind of tell he gets a little bit ahead of himself. Uh, but working with him, great guy, love the guy. But uh, hey, he gets, a little, he gets a little bit ahead of himself sometimes. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. So, my next question is uh, going through your matches again. Is what in the heck is a Terra Dome Rumble? Terra Dome. Terra Dome. Yeah. Terra Dome Rumble. Like, there's like so many like tag teams in this thing. Like, what exactly was that match? Was that like a battle royal? Or? Yeah, it was actually their first battle royal ever. Um, their company had never done a battle royal before, so they had grabbed a bunch of people. Um, from all over, um, all, the, over all over California, yeah, yeah. from different schools, from different areas. Oh, wow. They, 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 uh, kind pretty of, dope. yeah, they kind of broke the, the wrestling rule of, of like, there's these zones in wrestling. Right. And so mm-hmm. they, they, they brought them all in. And so it was, it was a big advertised show out here and it was, mm-hmm. it was very um, cool, I think, to be a part of. Most definitely. Very fun. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and, and my last question is actually for uh, both of you, and then uh, we can throw it back to uh, Luke Roberts. I'm going to name a wrestler, and I want you to tell me what your legitimate thoughts of this wrestler is. And that is the one and only Dirty Jake Durden. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Durden, man. He's, he's an OG. He's an OG. Right? I got nothing but mad respect and love for him, man. He took some time. Yeah, I mean, I think, man, I think, I think when you, the first thing that came to my man, my mind was just somebody who knows their craft, somebody who knows the art of professional wrestling, 
somebody who's willing to share the art of professional wrestling, which is even mm-hmm. bigger. To, to, to be able to find somebody who can share and verbalize it is, is, is very, um, just very inspiring. Um, because there's a lot of people who can do it, but if you can teach it along with doing it, I think that's like double the reward. Awesome. Awesome. And you know, funny story about Jake, uh, Durden. The first time that I went to a Dynamo Pro show, uh, I came down to Kansas city for WrestleMania and it was Jake Durden against Ricky Cruz. Oh, and yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Somebody went through a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luke knows all Sounds about that. that yeah. Yeah. From, from a media knows. perspective point here, from a media perspective, that's one I don't think I've ever had to explain, and thankfully I probably will never again. <laughs> when, when you have to explain to the company that's allowing us to put on an event and they go through a wall, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is not that is. Hold on, hold but on. But it's for the people. They loved it. They loved hey, it. time out, time out. Hold on. I don't care about a wall. The last time I seen Dirty Jake Durden was here in Kansas City. It was back in November at Dynamite, Dynamite DWF, Dynamic Wrestling Federation. And it was Jake Durden against Mike Outlaw in the semi-main. And Dirty Jake Durden was being a dirty guy that night. He was being the bad guy. And I was sitting front row. With my three-year-old son, Benny D, his very first wrestling show. And what does Dirty Jake Jordan do? He comes up and he gets in my three-year-old son's face this close and yells at him. I had to deal with a crying baby the rest of the night. I don't care about that wall, man. He scared the shit out of my kid. <laughs> well, like I said, that one's totally not my response oh in any way, shape, or form. But my, my question is this. You have been now all across the country. Uh, and, and my question is, since leaving the Midwest, what have you learned from the world of professional wrestling? Because as many people know, the days of the territories were there in, in, in the seventies and eighties, and even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. What have you done or what have you learned since kind of going, I mean, again, you've been to both coasts in the last few months. How have you changed or how, what have you learned about professional wrestling that has been different since your time primarily in the Midwest? Um, I would say just becoming more well-rounded just as, as an individual, but also like in, in the art of professional wrestling. Um, and I don't, I don't think that like one, one area, um, or one region is better than another. Um, I know everyone has like their favorite, but if you were to go and ask me what my favorite is, I really don't like, honestly, don't think I could, I could say only because, um, the biggest thing that I've learned from, from, from leaving and, and going other places is, is that, you know, all these crowds are different. All these people are looking for different things. Um, what, what might be over or considered popular in one, one, like in the Midwest isn't popular out here or vice versa if it was the East coast. So I think learning different art forms, learning how to get a reaction out of different crowds, um, has been very, very, um, a little bit challenging, but also at the same time, very rewarding when, when you are able to get that reaction. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you right now, as we're, as we're looking at this and James, I'm going to, I'm going to put this here. I think there should be a new hashtag hashtag top two, but I also think it should be hashtag proud veterans because that was a great answer in the idea of where when you're, when you're a professional wrestler, you learn all sorts of different styles. You learn all sorts of different types of in-ring uh, action and of course, the night out. We're having a great conversation with Top Two, and he talks about the idea of toasted ravioli. 
Hey! Yes! 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my okay. God! Yes! Officially, now we have taken this this interview to a whole nother Nothing level. Nothing makes me feel more at home than toasted raviolis. I love. I think oh I'm miss, I think I'm missing out here. I'm like the only one on this podcast who don't know nothing about no toasted ravioli. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up. Hold up. I'm going to say this right now, babs. and I'm going to throw this out here. The night owl brought this to me. I know for a fact that there is an emos in Kansas City. You need to go to Emo's. You need to get the toasted wraps. I know that was one of the first times I ever got a chance to meet Joe Lance in person, having the toasted wraps, and that is an experience above anything else in the world. you got to have them, Sonny. Like I said, I'm surprised. Next time you come to St. Louis, if you haven't gotten them by then, I will personally take you and get some toasted wraps. Well, I need you. I need. I need you too because every time I go to St. Louis for wrestling, it's the night out dragging me, and this man stays in McDonald's drive-through. They know him by name out there. All right, so I, I need some help here, man. Help me out. I, I like to eat local, support local. You know what I mean, but. Hey, so while we're on the topic of food, I got a question for you guys. Uh, this is kind of a two-parter. One, what's your go-to food when you're on the road? Obviously, you got to be a little bit healthy being professional wrestlers. And two, what's your favorite convenience store? And if you don't say Wawa, then we're going to have some problems. Hey, right yes. Because hey. Wawa's a spot. I don't want to hear a quick I'm a sheets, guy. I'm a sheets guy, man. Wawa. I don't want to hear sheets, Joe Lance. I don't want to hear sheets. I don't want to hear a quick trip. Wawa's the spot, all right? But honestly, what, what, while you guys are on the, out on the road traveling, do you guys have a go-to food that you you have to have with you? I know I do. What is yours? You go first. Crackle Barrel. Oh, like hey. 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 You can never go wrong with Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Right? Or I'll hit, like, Texas Roadhouse and get, like, a good steak. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with – like, I'm, I'm like a – What's that kind of food called? Like southern. Southern, but like comfort Country food. food comfort comfort yeah. Food. yeah, 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 absolutely. We're from the Midwest. Can we love tell? our we love our biscuits and gravy. For sure. Y'all, you can never, <laughs> you can never go wrong with that. You can never go wrong with that. And now, so I got I got another question before I, I, I pop it over to Flywalker or Joe Lance here. And this one's for you, Savannah. So as I'm going through um, your social media here, I see that you're also part of a tag team called Last Call. Can you talk to us a little bit about Last Call with Ruby Rays? Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that I'm very proud of, actually. Um, so when I first moved out here, one of the, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, so excuse my French, one of the, the biggest, baddest bitches of all time, in my opinion, um, was Ruby Race. And she's been out here and she has done just, just a, a billion, everything, everything. <laughs> Equal opportunity ass kicker. Um, that's not just a gimmick, that's a lifestyle for her. And she's broken a lot of boundaries, which is I can absolutely respect. Um, and coming in here, um, she really took me under her wing um, and, and, and kind of showed me the ways, the ins, the outs of just how, you know, California, how the West Coast works. And within that, we grew to um, we grew to what we are now, which is called the last call, the last hope for wrestling, is what I like to uh, is what I like to think. So yeah, um, we're we're um, a woman's tag team, but we fight intergender as well. And uh, if if you have anyone that you want us to beat up, you just give us a call. Oh God! <laughs> Hold on, Mister Attitude, what are you shaking your head for, bro? She's putting hey. over the last call. You're shaking your head. What's the deal, man? telling you right now i've seen the wrestling that's going on today and i've seen the tag teams that are out there today i'm gonna be straight with you i'm gonna be dead serious with you i have not seen such a dominant tag team such a 
potent, it's such a strong-willed tag team, especially from females in today's business. Hell yeah. Um, it's Hell a yeah. fucking lost art, in my opinion. Excuse my language. I'm so no, you're sorry. good, bro. We're dropping yeah. F-bombs on the Russell Talk podcast. You're I'm good. Sorry. You're good. No, y'all. Hey, y'all are good. I cuss like, I got the East Coast. I'm cussing I'm like a sailor. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. You guys, go ahead. I, I'm just very enthralled with their tag team and what they're doing for professional wrestling in general. Um, it's been a blessing to sit here and be able to watch it grow and blossom. And to have women, a women's tag team, you know what I mean? Because we were just yeah. speaking on about how women's the women's revolution's coming up in the past five years, decade. But to have a women's tag team and to be kicking ass like that, like that's something to speak on and be proud of. That's something to hang your hat on every night. You know what I mean? Thank you very much. Yeah. I think we had a decision at one point. One of the bookers, uh, B-Boy, came over to us and was like, hey, so you have a decision to make. You guys can either go ahead, and I'm kind of taking the curtain out here. Um, you guys can either go ahead and feud. Or you can do just you can do something else. I'm gonna leave it up to you. So we sat all night. We took our shots of whiskey and we had our talks. And at the end of the day, we're like, let's be a tag team. Let's do something that that hasn't been done as much. You know, feuds have been done. That that's been done. But let's let's create something new. And so I'm very excited for this. Hey, you just dropped the name for me. Holler at B Boy. Tell him to get his ass on Russell Talk Podcast. <laughs> Sonny, yo, Sonny Money Mayo, especially when I was like 16 in the ECW arena watching CZW, I was like the biggest B Boy fan around. So, holler at B Boy. Tell him to holler at us on Russell Talk Podcast. We want him on for an interview, please. Absolutely. Well, you know something, guys? I'm going to throw, uh, so we've, got, we've got top two here on the Russell Talk Podcast. I know you're very busy. We've got a couple more things to take care of here. The last of the interview questions is going to be something that's a little different. Most time, you would hear on the Russell Talk podcast, who would be your that opponent that you would have your dream match with? But I'm going to change it up a little bit. And this is a two-part question. Mr. Attitude, I should say, almost say Mr. Good Attitude, because you've really been showing me something completely that I'm not accustomed to. Aww. i got to ask you a question. If you had the choice, who would you say a dream match for Savannah Stone would be? Mm. Ooh. Anybody? Anybody in the world of professional wrestling, she could step in the ring and be across the squared circle from. That's that's a good question, Flywalker. That's a good question. Does it have to be a female or a male? We, or is this unlimited? Your call. Your he call. said anyone. He said anyone, Mr. Anyone Attitude. Anyone stand across the ring from? I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say Kenny Omega. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's not, That'd be dope. Yo, I'm that would be dope. There. I'm throwing it out there. That would be dope. <laughs> okay, Savannah, I'm going to throw the same type of question. You have James Brady inside the squared circle. A dream opponent for him is across the ring. Who would it be? I think mine's actually super simple. I've, I've thought about it before. A.R. Fox. Mm. Yes. Yes. And him, I think would, I think it would, I think they would tear it up. I think he'd learn a lot. And I think that they'd be able to, to um, since they have so many different hybrids of styles, I think they'd be able to find something. That guy's talent is unreal, yeah. too, to be even said. That guy's amazing. That's top-notch right there, bro. AR Fox is something else. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, well, right now here, we have to take part. I know you guys are very busy. we got one more thing we got to take care of. I know you both know this very well. 
Every week here on the Russell Talk podcast, we have what's called our shoot and shout segment, an opportunity to kind of vent about what's on your mind. I know Hardcore Hoss has been you're taking care of all the great comments we've been seeing. We've had Night Owl talking about toasted rabs. Uh, I think we had Douglas O'Shea a few minutes ago talking about he had just had some. Like I said, it's one of those where we need to talk about wrestling. We need to talk about life. And what we're going to do here is we're going to go ahead and take just a minute. We're going to go ahead and take part in the shoot and shout segment. So, Hardcore Hoss, be so kind. Can you go ahead and hit the shoot and shout music? It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fine. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, life's on contract. Your best bets to stay away. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says, All right, now that we have both of them smiling, I don't know where this is going to go, but that's okay. Uh, Welcome to the Shoot and Shout segment this week on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you right now, the first one we're going to have, Nightmare Jones, you always have a nugget of wisdom related to Shoot and Shout. We're going to go ahead and get things started with you tonight. It's been a long time since you've imparted your wisdom on the listeners and the viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast. What is your Shoot and Shout topic for the week? Oh my goodness, what is my shoot and shout topic for the week? Oh my goodness. You put me on the spot, Luke Roberts. I mean, <laughs> oh man. You know, I'm actually going to have to think about it a little bit. So I'm going to shoot it to somebody else because I got to think about it. Okay, Sonny Money, you're just basically telling us to bring it. So what's your <laughs> shoot and shout this week? All right, so this is to all my people on the internet, to all my people in real life. I don't care if you're strictly a WWE guy, I don't care if you're or a person, a strictly a AW person, a strictly a ring of R, ring of honor person, a strictly independent person, whatever you are. Do not shit on another fan for liking another promotion. Stop that. Shame on you. If someone likes something strictly WWE or strictly AEW, then let them be happy and like what they like. I've seen too many fans out there in the internet world saying, oh, I'm not listening to your opinion, or I'm not taking you seriously because you only watch WWE, or you only watch AEW. Bro, pro wrestling is for everybody. Some people like deathmatch wrestling. Some people like lucha libre wrestling. Some people like midget wrestling. Wrestling is for everybody. So Hmm. stop hating on the next guy over and just enjoy it together one way or another. So that's what I got this week. All right. I think we're going to turn things over now to the top two. Um, what's on your mind? You want me to go first? You go first. Why isn't Wawa statewide? Like, why don't we have Wawa's in St. Louis? Why don't we have Wawa's in Chicago? Believe it or not, there are people here in California that have never, ever, ever stepped foot inside a Wawa, and it blows my mind. I've never stepped foot inside of a Wawa. Never. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Savannah, do you have something you want to share, or are we going to stick with, with, with Mr. Brady's commentary on Wawa? I don't know how I can beat that. So, I mean, I I agree 100% on that one. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, Nightmare Jones is going to have to have a minute to think here. I'm going to tell you right now, and this is something that's going to be very uncommon. I've got something that's really on my mind, and it's simple. Why is it that, and I've heard a lot of people, I know Hardcore Hoss has talked about it too. Why is it, since the WWE Network was purchased by NBC Universal for way too much money, more money than any 10 people are going to see in their lifetime. 
Even Money Mayo don't got that money. That, that is true. But when you sit there and look at it, and their customer service has managed to get even worse. I have heard so many people complain about how the the the, the WWE Network has gone completely in the wrong direction. And I can tell you right now, after the last time I watched the WWE Network, I made it a point, and I'll tell you right now, I took my money to other promotions. It's kind of like what Sonny said. I'll watch professional wrestling, but it's really disappointing that companies like Ring of Honor, companies like Impact Wrestling, companies like New Japan, and countless others have their own streaming service and care about the wrestling fan. And it just really aggravates me that customer service is deterring a lot of fans from the WWE. Nightmare Jones, I got to tell you, everybody else has had their chance to speak. Even Top 2 had their discussion about Wawa, and that could be a yes. whole nother episode between <laughs> you and, and, and the Sheets um, chain and Wawa, and we could talk about Wally's as well. No. Uh, but we got we to gotta wrap this up with your shoot and shout this week. My shoot and shout is actually is directed to Sonny Money Mayo. How in the hell do you live in Kansas City and you have still never had Tosha Raviolis? I have driven, I have gone to to Kansas City, flew to Kansas City, and I've had Tosha Raviolis. How the hell <laughs> can you live in Kansas City and never had Tosha Raviolis? That's like me saying that I live in West Virginia and I've never had a Philly cheesesteak from Philadelphia. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Jeez. Hold on, hold on. But you just admitted that you're over there in West Virginia. You close yeah. by Wawa's, bro. Where, where, how come you ain't stepped foot in a Wawa? Why are you because, talking about my toaster ravioli? Why? Theory? Because it's simple. You got Wawa. Simple. Listen, you got Wawa, and then you got sheets. Wawa sheets. Hmm. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The preceding was a commentary from Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance. <laughs> now, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, I got to tell you, this has been a great interview. I mean, the, the messages have been coming through all night long. Uh, like I said, we know you're very busy people. And again, I want to first of all say thank you. It's an opportunity to, to be on the program with two people that I've really had an opportunity to travel up and down the roads with. And again, I have to say continued success. You're, you're all over the country. You're doing great things. And, and again, you are two of the most classy people I've had the opportunity to be on the program with. And as you know very well, in about 10 minutes, we're going to have the snitch here on the program in the second half. A man who never does interviews. Yeah. And he's going to be on the program. This is going to. Joe, how many times are you going to advertise his shirt here on the Russell Talk <laughs> podcast tonight? I hope he's crazy. I'm the only one that has a snitch show. Go on I, now. I hope he's paying you for that. <laughs> I, I said, I don't know. That's totally another discussion for another day. For those that want to find out more about Top 2 or get some of that great Top 2 merchandise that I know is available, there's lots of great T-shirts and pictures and countless things to show your support for Top 2. How can they follow Top 2? How can they pick up Top 2 merchandise? And where can they see both James Brady and Savannah Stone inside the ring in the weeks to come? Um, so, yeah, so you go ahead and give us a follow at Savannah Stone 01 Twitter, Savannah Stone 01 Instagram, and then Savannah Stone, <laughs> um, just Savannah Stone Facebook. I tried to keep it simple. As did I. Find me on Instagram at TheBradyJ15. On Twitter, TheBradyJ, no 15. 
And then uh, that's all I really got besides yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So go give, give us a follow. Um, reach out to us. Just DM us. Message us yeah. about merchandise, and uh, we'll we'll absolutely hook you guys up. Absolutely. Well, I gotta tell you right now. It's been an honor and a privilege to have you on the program. Again, it's always good to catch up with both of you. I mean, again, it's one of those where we've had a lot of people say, even we went back to the very first interview we had with you, Savannah, people were wanting to see you on the program. The last interview we had with James Brady was awesome. And to have both of you on the program tonight makes me feel good. It sets the tone. It's going to change in just a few minutes because we've got that snitch guy who's going to be here who has made my life miserable for the last five years. And we have to listen to this man in just a couple minutes. I got to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being thank on the program tonight. You. Thank you so thank much. You and, and I got to tell you right now, we're, it's great to see professional wrestlers like yourselves. And again, I know you're on the East Coast. I know you're on the West Coast. Hopefully we will see you back here in the Midwest sooner rather than later. And we get to see top two inside the squared circle here in the Midwest real soon. Thank you, Luke. We Thank really you so appreciate much. you. Love you guys tremendously. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was top two. Hold on. We got everything taken care of here. Nightmare Jones, I can tell your anticipation Absolutely. is there. We're going to be in just a couple minutes. We're going to have the snitch. A man who has been causing all sorts of chaos. And a lot of people say, oh, Luke, you're talking – like, this is something that's a, a problem. The man, I remember there was one time, I think it was Riot on the River, and we had him here on the program. We had to make a PSA, a public service announcement, before the man even came on the program. In all my years. Well, it, might have to, it might have to do with the Dynamo Push screw job. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> Joe, don't feed into it, man. Don't feed into the snitch. I, I, like I said, I'm not even going to go there. <clears throat> We've got posters of plenty. We're going to have the stitch on here in just a few minutes. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe's got me flustered talking about the snitch, talking about all this stuff. I got to tell you right now, guys, we need a break before we get him live on the air. We're going to come back in about two minutes. We're going to have the snitch from Dynamo Pro Wrestling right here on the WrestleTalk podcast. Go ahead and stay tuned. Thank you again to the great sponsors. Thank you to the viewers. We're going to be back here in just a few moments with the snitch right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Well, we might be. I'm <laughs> sorry. 
Welcome back to hour two of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you, Haas, and we got Sonny Money coming back in here. Joe, I mean, he's probably made five more posters for the snitch in that two-minute break. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those where this is going to be an interview like no other. We're going to have the snitch here on the program here in just a couple minutes. Guys, I got to ask you, how was hour number one? I think it was a great interview. Two great up-and-coming professional wrestlers telling of their experiences, telling about their life, not only here in the Midwest, but traveling the country. I thought it was a great interview. Hardcore Hoss, what did you think hour number one? Absolutely great interview. You know, re- really enjoyed uh, listening to it and uh, just learning more about them and, you know, just uh, great, great interview. You know something, Hoss? I know you talk about all the great promotions in the West Virginia, Virginia, and the Carolinas area. I think we need to see top two in the Carolinas. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Be great to, uh, to have them out here out down this way somewhere. And, and uh, especially if it was close enough that, you know, myself and uh, maybe even nightmare Jones, if they still want to meet him, you know, that after all, after yeah. all his snitch talk, you know, yeah, that is that is true. And, and Sonny, I know you've had the opportunity to see both of them in the ring. I'm just going to put it this way: one of the, and I, and I know there's a few people in the FWWC that might think a little bit differently, but I got to say, Mister, oh no, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm going to go. One of the men that could be known as Pro Wrestling Kansas City, a man with the knowledge that very few can share about the world of Kansas City professional wrestling. I think the Night Outfits right along with you in that case. Sonny, money. Your thoughts on top two? No, absolutely excellent interview. I'm so glad that they came on together. They were both uh, on Wrestle Talk podcast before. 
singles, uh, but to have top two together as the team, they're killing the intergender tag team. No better place to be on the rest than than on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Great interview. I had a great time with them, and you know that's what Wrestle Talk podcast is all about. It's talking about up and coming independent professional wrestlers on the best podcast there is when it comes to professional wrestling. So I'm glad they're on there, and now I'm even more fans of them than I were before because they put over Wawa. Big time. So shout out the top two, man. I'm glad they came on and we had fun with them tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, as we're sitting here looking at things here, look at the bottom of the screen. And Jonesy, I know you've been having a look at that. Uh, I, I just want your reply. I'm not going to read it. I just want your reply. My reply? No. no I mean, I mean, I, I did not make this myself. Uh, you know, I, I, I I have connections, and I know people that make T-shirts, and and I went to said person, and I said, I'm the biggest snitch fan that there possibly ever was, and he made the shirt for me, and now I have a snitch shirt. And I'm the only person that has a snitch shirt, so I'm happy about it. Nobody else has a snitch shirt. I'm going to try not to be biased here. But, you know, we could have used that shirt for some kid over in Indonesia for an Oakland Raiders Super Bowl shirt instead of putting a snitch on the T-shirt. I, I just can't believe that, Joe Lance. I, you're the only one who's got a snitch shirt, bro. I, I know. I, I might be with Night Owl on that. You and know? I rock this snitch shirt. I've been rocking this snitch shirt all week long. Oh, I love it everywhere that I go, so. Well, I got to tell you right now, and again, I have to step away from the Dynamo Pro Media Department here for just a minute. I've got to go ahead and do the introduction. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have had so many people from the snitches representation that have told me countless times that I have to do this right. Otherwise, I'm not going to hear the end of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, it is our esteemed honor and privilege to introduce a man who has made professional wrestling his own personal playground. A man who stands for competition inside the squared circle a man who brings his own level of professionalism and violence to the squared circle each and every time he competes a man who for years has complained to dynamo pro management about an infamous event that has led to him in his mind not getting the championship opportunities that he deserves so tonight, from an undisclosed location, ladies and gentlemen, the Russell Talk Podcast is proud and honored to present The Snitch. Wait, 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 wait. First things first. Jones is the only one with a snitch shirt because I don't mass produce garbage merchandise for for people to waste their money on. Everything that is produced by Snitch is one of a kind. It is special. It is great. Nightmare Jones, I really appreciate your ambition in creating your own shirt. That is a great snitch shirt. 
Well, I got to Luke. Well, I, I got to tell you right now. First of all, hopefully, I've made everybody happy. I've made you happy because as of late, I've really seen a new side to you. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people have considered you. And, and again, this is not me. This is what I've seen from the fans being a broadcast journalist and being a commentator. For many months, the fans had viewed you as nothing more than comedy, nothing more than comic relief. But I'm going to tell you right now, in the past two years, there has not been a man inside Dynamo Pro Wrestling that has brought a level of technical knowledge and violence into the squared circle. And my first question is this, and it's simple. What brought about this change in the snitch? You've always believed that you're the best wrestler in Dynamo Pro. And kudos to that. But what has brought this change to the snitch? What has brought this mean, violent, aggressive side to the snitch inside the squared circle? Luke, for four and a half years, I've been waiting for my rightfully earned Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship match. Two of those years, I gave speeches. I told the nation, I told Dynamo Pro's fans, I told Dynamo Pro's management, I told you, I told Rodell, I told everybody that I could every injustice that I had that I had encountered. What happened? People kept getting title shots. Snitch kept getting passed over. Lose a year, 18 months, pandemic, something that you can't control, something that nobody can control. And you've already lost two years to something that is beyond my control because I'm being screwed by Dynamo Pro Management. And you know, you know better than anyone. I tried everything. Lawyers, I tried going on strike. I tried, I tried bringing a lawsuit. All of it went for naught. Dynamo Pro kept screwing me over, kept passing me over. So come, come after 15 months of a pandemic, I'm, I was a little done wasting time. I was a little done wasting my career. In May, when we had our very first show after the pandemic, I was going to rip apart Dynamo Pro piece by piece. And if they were not going to give me their title shot, there was going to be nothing left. And that is what I've done for the past nine months. And I would agree with you, Snitch. I mean, you've gone out there, you have shown this new aggressive side, and again, you've had a lot of problems with a lot of people in dynamo pro. And again, you know, me, I'm not here to pick a fight. I'm here to state fact. You've had issues with dynamo pro management. You've had issues with the fans. One person you've had issue with the whole time. has been our broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell. My question to you is this right now. You want a chance at the dynamo pro heavyweight championship. And the man who is at the top of the list is Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, Camaro Jackson. What are your thoughts on the new Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion? Camaro Jackson, I'm, I'm not going to lie. 
I'm an honest man. I've always been honest. I've I've never lied. I only tell the truth. Bill Jackson is one of the best wrestlers in the world going right now. There's no one better. Name me somebody that's better, and I'll show. I'll, I'll just show you another Camaro Jackson match. Doesn't matter. If and and let me be clear. I don't think Camaro Jackson's ducking me. I don't. I didn't think Adrian Surge was ducking me. This isn't about the people that are holding the belt. This is about the people that control the people that are holding the belt. If Camaro Jackson ever steps into the ring with me, it's not going to be about skill. It's not going to be about athleticism. It's not going to be about <coughs> ability. It's not going to be about any of that. It's going to be about four years of injustice, four years of being passed over all behind me, pushing me forward. I don't care if he has the fans. I don't care if he can clothesline my head into the next state. I'll just pick it back up, and I'm going to come right back at him. Well, I got to tell you right now. Well, I got to tell you right now. I'm going to go ahead. Right now, we got Sunny Money. We've also got Nightmare Jones. And I know that you actually have a fan, somebody that supports you. Nightmare Jones, I'm going to turn things over to you. Because right now, you are, and again, I'm just going to say it honestly. You are the Snitch's number one fan. As his own shirt says, Snitch's numero uno. Yep. You are a supporter of the Snitch. So I'm going to turn things over to you, Joe. Absolutely. And I definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about with the uh, Snitch is everybody seemed to think that you had no chance in beating the Outcast. And yet, what happened? You ended the Outcast career. Can you tell us about your thoughts about ending Outcast career? <clears throat> yeah, I didn't want to end Outcast career. I didn't want to. I didn't put Outcast's career up on the line. Outcast put his career up on the line. But Outcast said that he was going to put his career against my screw job, my opportunity, any future opportunity for the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship. I wanted one thing. I didn't want the outcast that had been emotions over the past couple of years. Outcast had become a man that was was just was happy sending the fans home happy. He was happy giving some new guys the rub and having a good match. I didn't want that outcast. I wanted the outcast that would put his body through hell. I wanted the outcast that would put my body through hell, that would put his opponents through hell. And that's who we brought. And we were in his domain. Outcast is a hardcore legend. He's not just a St. Louis legend. He's not just a wrestling legend. For the past 20 years, he's stepped into the ring with some of the best wrestlers. You name it, he's been in, in the ring with him. He's gone with them. He's gone hardcore with them. He's beat them. Nobody survives with Outcast. Me. And he brought... Luke, you were there. You, he brought everything. He brought out a table. He brought out chairs. He brought out ladders. I, thumbtacks, threw it all. He, pile drive. He gave me a pile driver. Chairs from chairs. Still kicked out. I still got up. I put him down with his own move. That was my first real. Rick, I took down Dynamo Pro's foundation. Nobody, Outcast, the soul and the heart of Dynamo Pro. 
and I've ripped it from them. And Outcast has a tremendous legacy. Guess what? It's my legacy now. I own Outcast's legacy because I took it from him, just like I snatched away the Outcast from Dynamo Pro. So, how do I feel about it? Great. Because I have one of the best wrestling legacies in St. Louis history, and it's mine now. Hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't, could not agree more. Now, there is another gentleman that is on the Wrestle Talk podcast, and you know, he definitely does not have very good things to say about you, and that is Dynamo Pro's own Chris Rodell. What are your thoughts on Chris Rodell? Chris Rodell is a flunky. That's it. And, man, he is, and listen, he's got to do his job. He's got to do his job. He works for Dynamo Pro. But, he's just a flunky, man. He knows. He knows everything that I made him say is absolutely true. He knows that every single word that I made him say is 100% honesty. And he rolled his eyes, gave his little shrugs, he, he added his own little tone. All it was is because he knew that he was protected. He knew he was protected that if, if, if I went after him, that I wouldn't get that it would it would it would make the dynamo screw job no longer the screw job. I would they would have a reason to keep me away from the title. They would have a reason to keep me off shows. They'd have a reason to keep me away from their champions. I don't care about that anymore. So Chris Rodell needs to watch himself. He needs to watch his tone when he talks about into the snitch. Mm, absolutely. Night owl. Why, where's Night Owl tonight? Why couldn't he make it tonight? The Night Owl, uh, I believe the Night Owl has the uh, Night Owl off, but he is asking you a question. He wants to know, does the snitch consider himself a voice for the voiceless? No. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving the voice to anybody, anybody else but myself. My voice has been taken away from me for such a long time. I was just, I was voiceless myself. I let, I let, let Chris Rodell say my words for me. I'm done with that. I'm a voice for Snitch, and that's it. Well, hold, well, hold on a second here, Jonesy. I actually, for once, am going to have to stand up here for Chris Rodell. I don't know what the deal has been, but but Snitch... Quick, quick warning, quick warning, Luke. Consider what you're about to say very carefully. Oh, I, I know I got to watch it very carefully, because if not... I know what you're capable of in the ring. I know what you're capable of in the in the offices and in the boardroom. Chris Rodell not only was going out there and saying what you said, but he's not a flunky. He's not going out there and doing anything but his job. Everybody has a job at Dynamo Pro Wrestling. And again, that's one thing that surprises me, that that was the, the, one of the routes that you took. But I will tell you this. One of the routes you've taken recently is you've gone out there with a much more violent style, a much more aggressive style. And I have to ask you, I've seen you in the ring. My question to you is this. What have you used to advance your career? How have you studied? What have you done in Dynamo Pro Wrestling? 
to adapt your style to put you in the position you're in now. And, and I'm going to be upfront with it to make Dynamo Pro Management take notice. They haven't taken notice. They're scared. They're scared. That's why they pushed Outcast at me. That's why they put him in front of them. Because they didn't think that I could take him on. They didn't think that I could go hardcore with him. They didn't think that I could survive ladders. So they didn't think I could survive all that. I slayed, I slayed their, their, their knight in shining armor. So they haven't taken notice. They're scared. I just decided that I'm tired of wasting time, Luke. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of going through the channels that most people go through. So, like I said, if I don't get that belt, I'm not going to be a Dynamo Pro left when I'm done. If I do get that belt, I'm going to be holding it on top of the smoldering ruins of Dynamo Pro. And if you think that once I get that belt, that I'm done tearing apart Dynamo Pro, and you are naive, because even when I get that belt, I will. I'm going to get that belt. Don't you worry, Luke. I'm going to get it. I'm going to be Dynamo Pro's champion very, very soon. Well, you know, there's, not going, to, there's not going to be people. There's not going to be anybody left when I'm done. Just, just, just a warning for you, Luke. And that doesn't mean just wrestlers. It doesn't mean just wrestlers. Well, I can tell you right now, I mean, again, what you've brought to Dynamo Pro in the last nine months, and, and, and I'm not going to lie to the fans, not just to Dynamo Pro, but to the listeners of the WrestleTalk podcast. In the last year's time, you have brought an intensity. You have brought an in-ring ability that very few can match. And again, it's one of those things of where... Outcast couldn't match it, could he? That's true. That is true. You were able to defeat the Outcast. But I'm going to go ahead right now, because I know that you're getting a little bit angry at me. And again, being respectful of you, being the man that you are, I'm going to turn things over to Sonny Money. I know he's got a couple questions that he wants to throw out there to you as well. So, Sonny Money, take it away. Well, first of all, Snitch, welcome to the Russell Talk podcast. To Joe Lance, it might be a pleasure to have you on, but not for Sonny Money. Now, I might be in Kansas City, but I do keep an eye on what goes on in St. Louis. I do keep an eye on what's going on in Dynamo Pro Wrestling. And I did watch that match with you and Outcast, and yeah, you might have came out victorious, but I seen that match. You were this close, my friend. It was almost lights out. It was almost over for the snitch. And my personal opinion, I think that might have been a little bit better for Dynamo Pro Wrestling than not. So before I get to my question, one other qualm I have to take up with you. You might have your problems with them, but let me tell you about the man, Chris Rodell. Chris Rodell is not only good for Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Chris Rodell is not only good for Wrestle Talk Podcast, but Chris Rodell himself is great for everything in independent professional wrestling today. It is an honor to be a co-host with him. It is an honor to call him a friend. And I hope Chris Rodell keeps saying the things he's saying, not only about you, but just speaking the truth like he does. Now, you were talking about maybe leaving Dynamo Pro Wrestling in shambles and in ruins. Stitch, let me ask you, is that what you is that what you want your legacy to be? 
You want to be standing on the burning heap of Dynamo Pro Wrestling? Sure. Why not? I mean, I already have, let's say, I already have one legacy. I have the shining legacy, the bloody shining legacy of Outcast. That's mine now. That's mine. It's no longer Josh's. That's mine. Barely. Yeah, it was barely. Yeah. Barely. Hmm. But it still happened, didn't it? Yeah. It happened. Guess yep. who barely retired? Outcast. Guess who's still barely going on? Snitch. Yeah. 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 Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. I thought that when I I I I'm I'm I'll be honest. I must have been a fool. I I must have been a fool because I thought when I ended Outcast's career, I thought that when when I went through what I went through to end the Outcast, the Dynamo Pro would maybe maybe understand the severity of my consequences. Let me go back just a little bit. Luke, Luke will know what I'm talking about. Back in October, South Broadway Athletic Club, Dynamo Pro had a um, they had a battle royal. Won that battle royal, right? And now it's an annual tradition that the winner of that battle royal, Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship match. In fact, almost five years ago, I won that same battle royal. Gotten that title match. That is the Dynamo Screwjob. That's the, the the start of that. But back to October, I won that battle royal. I eliminated four people from that battle royal. I eliminated Outcast. I eliminated Xavier Shadows. I eliminated CJ Shine. And I eliminated on my way to winning, the very last person I eliminated, Camaro Jackson. Since October, guess who's gotten title shots? Not Outcast, I took care of him. Xavier Shadows, CJ Shine, and Camaro Jackson. Now, I'm not going to say that they aren't undeserving. They aren't undeserving contenders. Xavier Shadows has been fighting just as hard as I have for just as long as I have. CJ Shine, him and I debuted on the same night. Camaro Jackson, he won. He has to be a deserving, a deserving contender if he won. But the timing, the timing is no accident. Timing of their matches, that their title shots is no accident. It was a targeted attack on me. So if Dynamo Pro is burned to the ground, Dynamo Pro is done for when I have that belt, all right, I'll go someplace else with my Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship belt and I'll ruin that promotion. I'll tear that promotion down if they don't give me what I deserve. Hmm. I can tell. I can tell you right now, Snitch. I'm and, and again, right now we have the Snitch here on the Russell Talk podcast. I got to tell you right now, in the last five, in the last year, last nine months to a year, you've employed so many tactics. And and again, being totally unbiased here, being a former wrestler, I have to give credit where credit's due. Your balance of violence in the ring hit-and-run tactics, taking it to another level in your match with Outcast, winning the Battle Royal. And again, you notice here on the screen, Chris Rodell is sitting alongside with me. You say you won the Battle Royal five years ago. But the point is this. All the things you have done, 
has been a part of your plan to win the Dynamo Pro Championship. I want to switch gears. This Saturday night, Concordia Turner's Gymnasium, the Lethal Lottery. Camaro Jackson has agreed to put his championship on the line against anyone on the Dynamo roster. And the name is going to be drawn at random. If your name is drawn, how do you face someone like the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, Camaro Jackson? What strategy do you have? What plan of attack do you have? Because you've told us all the different things you've done. What kind of a plan of attack do you have to defeat the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion if your name is drawn this Saturday night at Concordia Turners? First off, a couple of things. All respect to Camaro Jackson for uh, for having a challenge like that. I, mean, I respect I respect I Camaro Jackson as much as anybody. I'm like I said, I'm an honest man. That dude is legit. Second, <laughs> my name's not going to be in there. I can absolutely guarantee you that if you pulled out every single name in that from that hat, you would never, ever, ever, ever. Say that they may say that they're going to put everybody in there. That it's a it's it's a, it's, it's luck of the draw. I'm feeling pretty unlucky when it comes to that. I'll tell you that. If I do somehow get a match with Camaro Jackson, like you said, Luke, this has all been a plan. Camaro Jackson winning the title maybe not part of the plan. I've been watching Camaro for a long time, just as long as I was watching Adrian Surge. I know everything that Camaro Jackson can do. I know everything that he can bring in the ring. It's a lot, and it's 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 a lot. Let me tell you, it's a lot and it's heavy. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter how. If 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 I'm ever in the ring for that Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Title. Going to be absolutely 100% ready for any single thing that comes my way. No gaga, nothing, nothing, nothing silly. I'm just going to win because that's what I do. Just win. That's what I did with Outcast. I didn't, I didn't do anything silly with Outcast. Hardcore, I beat him. I beat him at his own game. I beat him at what he does best. I did it just a little bit better. So Camaro can do what he does best in the ring. Just a little bit better. Well, Snitch, I got to tell you right now, you've talked about all your issues with Dynamo Pro, the longstanding issues you've had regarding that fateful battle royal almost five years ago. You talk about retiring outcast. One thing that you haven't talked about, was the fact that you are a former Riot on the River champion as well. You've held championship gold in Dynamo Pro. I'm the longest reigning Riot on the River champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Trust may have won it in 2019. He cheated. But I I never lost it. I wasn't invited to be in the 2019. I was Riot on the River champion. I wasn't invited to defend my title 
there's absolutely no way that I would have lost in 2019. Benjamin Trust is a tremendous wrestler. I have beat him every single time I've stepped in the ring with him. I would have beat him in 2019 as well. So, I mean, that's just something that I need to say. Something that I need to get off my chest. I still consider myself the defending, reigning, whatever Paul says, right on the river champion. And if they ever bring it back, I'm going to win it again. Like it's here right now, Snitch. My last question before we go ahead and we take part in, in all the things we need to do. If your name is drawn this Saturday or when the day comes that you're given the opportunity to compete for the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship, can we officially put to rest all the stuff for the past five years? Will it finally be put to rest? All the, 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 the commentaries and all the sneak attacks and all these things, would it finally be put to rest? if you were given an opportunity for a championship? Dynamo Screwjob is about the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship. If, if I get a title shot, then there's no, mo there's no more Screwjob. I'll, I'll be his champion. I won't be the victim of the Dynamo Screwjob. I won't be the, the, the man that is working behind the scenes to take down Dynamo Pro. I'll just be the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion. That is a guarantee. If I ever get a shot, champion. Take your head all you want, Sunny Money. It's yeah. going to happen. Guarantee. No. Put all your money on Snitch, buddy. No, I won't put my money on Snitch because you know why? I work hard for my money. And let me, I got a couple things I want to get off my chest here. Luke Roberts, you've been doing great so far. I know you've taken your uh, cap off of representing Dynamo Pro and been been doing a great job with the Snitch so far. And Nightmare Jones is over there with his pop pumps for the snitch but i'm gonna call it like i see it and that's what i do best you know even if by chance which would never happen i can never see you beating the quad father camaro jackson not in a million years but even if by chance you get lucky like you did against the outcast and you won that dynamo pro heavyweight championship i would not want to see it because you just stated your case that you would just love to see Dynamo pro, pro Wrestling fall in shambles and fall to the ground so you can stand on top of it and say, oh, they've been holding me back, so on and so forth. You know what? Dynamo Pro Wrestling has been around for a long time, and they've been real successful. So they know what they're doing over there. You might say it's a conspiracy theory, but I say it's good business. Keep the snitch where he belongs. Keep saying all your conspiracy theories all you want. I'm a pro wrestling fan, but I will never – ever be a fan of the snitch that's oh, a well. shame that's a oh, shame well. Oh, oh well sunny money you know dynamo pro has been around a while almost as long as as outcast outcast was let's just say that i'm all about ending long-standing careers long-standing businesses that's fine i'm okay with that it's it may, it may be good business to keep them where they're at you, or you may think it's good business to keep me where it's at, keep me where I'm at. Dynamo Pro, how they feel over the past year keeping me where I'm at. Ask Jim and Crystal how it felt to tell Josh that he could no longer be outcast because it was so important that they kept me where I'm at. Ask them how that felt. 
Asked him how it felt when I beat the crap out of CJ Shine during their title match last month. Maybe maybe in a month or two, ask them how they feel then. I'm going to tell you, they're not going to say it's good business. That. Well, Sonny, Snitch, I know that this is this is getting, getting kind of heated. It's getting kind of frustrated. But I'm going to tell you right now, we still have a little piece of business to take care of. And that is, as happens every week, we're going to have an opportunity to have a contest between the snitch. And you know what? Since the snitch is here, and since we have the number one fan, Nightmare Jones, I think tonight our Russell Talk podcast game show challenge should be between the snitch and Nightmare Jones. What what, what snitch? What, what, What is this? Look, what is this? You know, you know, we, we, we no. said you They're the trying number. to oh, screw us, no. Snitch. They want us to do trivia. 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 The con- It's simple. It's a best of three trivia no, contest. No, 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 you know no, how no, the Russell no, Talk no. podcast works? No, 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 no. I don't deal in trivial matters, Luke. Come on now. No, 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 no. Who, who, who's behind this? Sonny? Are you behind this? No, I'm not behind it. You would know if I'm behind it. And if you went against me, just like what's going to happen to you in 2022 in a Dynamo Pro Wrestling ring, you'd be laying up and the referee would be counting one, two, three, snitch loses, just like in all 2022, bud. So, no, it ain't me. I ain't got nothing going on with that. You don't want to see me in trivia, though. Well, Snitch, I'm going to tell you right now. Nightmare Jones. Nightmare. Information to you because you you are a man of of integrity and you are a man of honor and I have yes. nothing but respect for you. I didn't sign up for this. I'm not getting paid for this. Luke, you got a, you got a couple hundred bucks to give me for the the extra time. Go Any money? I know you got some money. Absolutely. You, throw that at me. you want money uh, from you guys me? Got, you guys go figure. Some- yeah, go figure. Timer Jones, good luck. I hope you beat Luke. I hope you beat Haas. I hope you beat somebody. I don't care who you beat. Just beat him. Do it for snitch. I'm out. This is this That's is right. this is you know what? I will take. You know what? I will take on Sunny Money Mayo in the Snitch's honor. Nightmare Jones against Sunny Money Mayo, Snitch's honor. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, I thought it was going to be the Snitch versus his number one fan, but he's gone. I mean, again, I don't know where he was. He kind of creeped me out. I mean, again, we don't know where he was. It was very, very uh, creepy. I guess about the best word I could put it. But you know. A challenge has been laid. A gauntlet has been thrown out. Nightmare Jones has now thrown the challenge to you, Sonny Money. That's right. I still haven't forgotten. I still haven't haven't forgotten that that one fateful day when you gave me a suplex in the swimming pool, Sonny Money. I will never forget that. It's time for you to go down, sir. Just remember, I was there. When Renee's little, when Renee's son beat you in Madden, I was there. When he beat you so bad that you just gave up. Yeah, never, never I, I remember that. I don't. I remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was the guy that his. Uh, we had a, a real bad storms and the Wi-Fi <laughs> was messing up, and then yeah. the controller, like it just didn't. I mean, I don't know. You but were hey, at listen. the house, so there was no Wi-Fi. Listen, I want to put a disclaimer to everybody out there on YouTube, Facebook, and wherever you're watching Wrestle Talk podcast. Excuse me for my actions on that last past interview. I'm very open-minded. I am a fan of all professional wrestling, independent, WWE, AEW, TNA, so on and so forth. And I always try to 
welcome each and every guest with open arms and listen on. But I can't stand the snitch. I didn't like what he was saying. I, I wasn't I didn't want to hear what he had to say no more. I don't like what he was standing for. Joe Lance, you need to get a better taste than some more wrestlers, hey, bud, because you the, know snitch what? Ain't it. the snitch wouldn't be the way that he is if Dynamo Poe hadn't been screwing him for five years. He wouldn't be doing this. I don't care if they screwed him for 50 years. No one talks bad on our boy Rodell. Rodell, I know you're watching the Blues game, buddy. I hope you're enjoying your night. Shout out to you, my friend. I got your back forever and ever. I don't care about no snitch. Get People out of here. like to, 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 to get on Rodell. I mean, you got – he almost got set on fire one time. I mean well, – You know, Jimmy, <laughs> you, you do stuff like this, and you wonder why people yell stuff like – Hit the ref again, or taser, taser, taser. You know, okay. You, you wonder after you do stuff like this, why? Hey. Well, guys, okay. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a large amount of animosity here. I'm just going to put it real simple. Nightmare Jones, you've thrown out the challenge. Sonny Money, are you ready to accept the challenge of Nightmare Jones tonight? I guess that's an answer. In the, words, in the words of the late, great Scott All, don't sing it, bring it. Let's go. All right. I'm not going to waste any more time. Hardcore Hoss, hit the music for this week's Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's episode of the World Famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our competitors are the Snitch's number one fan and the originator of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance, taking on the new voice of Dyn- uh, not only of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, but of pro wrestling as a whole, as well as the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Sunny Money Mayo. Now, gentlemen, here's the rules. You both know what it is. Best two out of three falls on a particular topic. And tonight, since you're both up to challenges, you're both up to taking risks. Tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast game show challenge is WrestleMania 9. Okay. I'm going to give you information about three wrestlers that participated in WrestleMania 9. You tell me who they are, you get a point. Okay. First one, two out of three falls, win the match. And again, as we tell right now, Hardcore Hoss, you're going to have to be the judge tonight as we go through this. So, gentlemen, I'm just going to put it simple. Nightmare Jones, are you ready? Uh, I've been ready. Sunny Money, you ready? All day, every day, baby. Let's go. WrestleMania 9, Las Vegas. Let's hit it, baby. All right. Question number one. This WWE Hall of Famer, Defeated Bob Backlund at WrestleMania 9. Razor Kevin Ramon. Nash. Razor Ramon. Kevin Nash. At this point, score to one nothing goes from the man showing the symbol of too sweet. Nightmare Jones, I'm sorry to tell you, you are incorrect. It was Sonny Money Mayo. Razor Ramon Scott Hall defeated Bob Backlund at WrestleMania 9. Okay. So at this point, it's Sonny Money 1. Nightmare Jones, yet to be on the scoreboard. Are you gentlemen ready for question number two? Yep, let's go. All right, question number two. This professional wrestler at one time was known for being better than perfect. Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig. He defeated Kurt Hennig at WrestleMania 9. 
Lex Luger. Lex Luger. Ladies and gentlemen, two nothing. Money, 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 mayo. It was Lex Luger defeating Kurt Hennig at WrestleMania 9. Now, Jonesy, we got to talk here, buddy. You've come back to the show. Mm-hmm. You're home away from home. Mm-hmm. And you're one fall away from getting swept. See, Jonesy, you wouldn't be here right now in this spot. You want, I wouldn't be 2-0 right now if you weren't doing this in honor of the snitch. If you just would have been doing this in honor of, like, John Madden, you'd be up on me right now, bro. But you're tripping, bro. You can't be doing this in honor of the snitch. Get out of here with that on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, gentlemen, it's time for the final question here as a part of the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Here we go, gentlemen. Question number three. At WrestleMania 9, this man, known for his long tenure in the WWE, lost, or won, I shouldn't say lost, won his match by disqualification, not by pinfall, over the giant Gonzalez. The Undertaker. 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 I said it first. I said it first. We're going to have to go to the judge. I said Hardcore it first. Hawks. I said it first. first. No. That's, this is a bunch of bull crap. I'm out of here. You ain't right. Get my butt. gentlemen a clean sweep tonight for sunny money mayo i don't know where joe went joe i guess <laughs> he he, he might have gotten oh. but you know something guys there's one thing and i gotta tell you right now and sunny i think you know what i'm talking about here we got a couple pieces of business to take care of before we uh sign off for this evening but hardcore lost if you'd be so kind can you hit the breaking news sounder for me Hold on a second here. This is monumental news. Hold on one second here. We've been two hours strong here tonight. And the technology is now not going to cooperate. We go into overtime here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Oh, come on, Hoss. This has got to work tonight. This is monumental news. This is probably one of the biggest things we've gotten to share on the Russell Talk Podcast in a long time. Maybe actually one of the biggest things we've ever got to share. And I cannot find it. Okay, we're going to, I guess because of time here, we're going to try to find the breaking news sounder. It might even play at the end, but that's all right. (laughs) Okay, Sunny Money, thank you for that. Um, I'm going to go and throw it over to you because I think uh, and hopefully you and I are thinking on the same wavelength here because this is a very important announcement that we need to share with the listeners of the Russell Talk podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you for this, I hope, is the big announcement that we discussed earlier on this evening. No, and I, I think it is.
right. We managed to take care of it. The breaking news sounder comes in. Sonny Money, take it away. No, absolutely. This is major news, especially for the Wrestle Talk podcast, but all fans of this gentleman, and he has a lot of them. No matter where we go, we always hear his name. Renee, the Night Owl Martinez. Mr. Night Owl has been offered something and just posted on his personal Facebook page that he has accepted the offer. Mr. Night Owl is now officially the Spanish broadcast announcer for American Wrestling Revolution. Let's give a let's give this gentleman a hand. Like I mean, major, 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 major news. So to be a broad to be a broadcaster, professional wrestling is big news as it is. But to be able to be a Spanish broadcaster, and Renee is very fluent in Spanish. He he is Mexican. I've been to his house plenty of times. I've double-checked. He is Mexican. He's very fluent in Spanish. So to be able to bring in uh, the Spanish fans with and to have a broadcaster with such personality and energy and love for professional wrestling, I couldn't think of anyone better. Listen, I've said it multiple times. I say it to him weekly. Night Owl, we all know how great he is, and, and, and I'm not just blowing smoke. He's an awesome human being. He's an awesome husband, awesome father, and he's great when it comes to professional wrestling. Not only myself, but Skywalker Haas, I'm going to speak for you guys on this. Renee, we are extremely, extremely proud for you. We are extremely happy for you, and congratulations, my friend. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I echo that, uh, Sonny. When you talk about somebody who's really become a student of the game, Renee, the Night Owl Martinez, has done that. Uh, there have been many times, many phone conversations, many long nights, many long emails that the Night Owl and I have had. Um, again, as I've said before, I've been around pro wrestling a long time. I actually just celebrated 35 years just a few short days ago. And i got to tell you, Renee Martinez has always sat under the learning tree. He's always made it a point to learn more about professional wrestling, the sport of professional wrestling. And I'm going to tell you right now, for him to be given this opportunity, and this isn't just going to be a local thing. I've talked with the Night Owl. There are going to be some things that potentially down the road could have him traveling, crisscrossing this great country of ours. And just to let you know, for those that are followers of the WrestleTalk podcast, this doesn't mean that he's going to leave the WrestleTalk podcast. He nope. is loyal to the WrestleTalk podcast. Absolutely. This is where he began many, many years ago when it was Joe Lance and Rick Rose. And now that to see the night hour and a Martinez get an opportunity like this, I have to say, simply put congratulations, night Owl, very well deserved. And I look forward to seeing you doing what you do. Oh, so well, each and every time you step behind a microphone and again, kudos to you, uh, outstanding accomplishment. And again, I couldn't be any more, any more happy for you as you make your next step in the world of professional wrestling. Hoss, uh, what do you think about this major announcement? You know, I, I am very happy for Night Owl for, about this, you know, and it, it's just absolutely awesome, and, and I couldn't be more proud of him. So why, why don't we hear what the Wrestle Talk family has to say here about this announcement with the Night Owl?
Again, yeah. we had that out there from, from Susie Haas as well. Uh, again, great opportunity. Kudos to the night owl. Guys, I got to tell you, tonight was a great night. Had some moments of getting scary. Had some fun times. We had the discussion. Uh, Sonny, I think that's going to be one of those. I mean, we had a great two great interviews tonight. But I think that discussion between you and Joe talking about cheats and Wawa, that's going to be one of those things that's definitely going to, in my opinion, needs to go into the, the best of Russell Talk for 2022. That was a great conversation. One of those I really did not expect to happen. But that's okay. Uh, yep. But like I said, we had top two on tonight. James Brady, Savannah Stone. We had the snitch. And again, I feel very fortunate that I kept it. I kept it on the level tonight. I didn't. I didn't go out there and step too far out of the bounds. Yep. And again, it was a great night of professional wrestling. Again, once again, I want to thank the sponsors. We're going to go ahead and we'll get with that running here real quick. All of our great sponsors here of the Russell Talk Podcast, without whom this program does not exist. And we're going to go ahead. You can see them here in just a moment on the bottom of the screen. Everything Combat, King Kate Arcade, doing great things in the world of arcade video games. Esports Bar, Kansas City. Interstate 70 Sports Media, the maestro Jeremy Carp, a great group. Uh, Dewan Mills and Royal Mills Transportation. Painter Stream Productions, Rathbun Engraving, home of those great Russell Talk podcast mugs. Meet KC, Party Rentals. Noble Men's Barber Lounge in Kansas City after Pete the Barber. I got to get up there and see him because he does great things when it comes to hairstyles and the FWWC. Guys, I got to tell you right now, tonight's episode was great, was awesome. Again, you know what's kind of cool, guys? Whenever the three of us get together, we always seem to go a little bit over time. But, you know, I don't think I'd have it any other way, man. It's been a great show tonight. Yep. A lot of great pro wrestling info. Uh, again, for those in the St. Louis area, make it a point this Saturday night, Dynamo Pro Wrestling at the Concordia Turner's Gymnasium, Lethal Lottery where you have an opportunity to see the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight and Tag Team Champions defending their titles, completely random, luck of the draw. They're not going to know who their opponents are until Saturday night. You also have two other tag team matches. You're going to have the Agents of Chaos taking on Mike Outlaw and Lights Out Adrian Surge. You also have the team of the Urban Cowboy Ricky Rodriguez and Jeffrey Hyde taking on the Brotherhood. Uh, again, a great night of professional wrestling action. For more information and for tickets, DynamoProWrestling.com. $10 in advance, 15 at the door. I mean, again, you can't go wrong with Dynamo Pro Wrestling on a Saturday night. Nope. Guys, I got to tell you, it's been a great night here. On the no, but I'll, I'll, yeah. also, Luke, I'm glad you're holding it down there on the St. Louis. And I, real quick, you know, uh, in April, obviously, we got WrestleMania. But, you know, there's some great promotions over here on this side of the state that I'm looking forward to attending. Um, April 23rd. KCXW is making its return with fans inside the building. Soccer Nation over at KCK. I'll be in the building. I'm pretty sure Night Owl will be right next to me cheering our heads off. But April 9th, April 9th is the day over here in this Kansas City metro area and, and over on the Kansas side. April 9th, we have three promotions going on that day. We have DWF in Overland Park. We have PIW in Perry, Kansas, making their debut show. Shout out to Jason Mortis and all those boys over there. And then also in Salina, Kansas, we have XWE. Big shout out to XWE, Billy Simmons, and everybody a part of XWE. Much love from Money Mayo. Much love from the Night Owl. Much love from all the fans there. So April 9th is going to be a crazy day. I wish I could be in three places at once. Unfortunately, I can't. So, uh, I will be at a promotion. I'm not going to say which one is which, but I will be at one of those shows. But that's what's going on over here. And, Luke, I'm glad you're shouting out Dynamo and holding it down on that that side of the, the Midwest right now. 
Boss, you got any shows you got you're going to or around your area coming up anytime soon? Oh yeah, uh, this Saturday, you know, we're we're back at Custom Creations with WDWA. You know, they got a lot of great matches coming up. You got uh, John John West versus James Ford, the Professor Jacob Edwin versus Cisco. Uh, there's going to be a pre-match show. Uh, Dexter Alexander versus Party McFly. <laughs> um, you know, so there's really going to be a lot of great shows going on. You see the Sambo show is going to be there. Uh, the women's title is going to be on the line, the, the world title. So you definitely don't want to miss it. And WDWA also had a big announcement this week that uh, they have signed for May 28th. They have actually signed WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Tony Atlas. Yeah. To be at their show. So yeah, that's dope. Looking forward to that as well. I see there's great professional wrestling, independent professional wrestling all over the country. You come to Russell Talk Podcast, we're going to give each and every one of those promotions a shout. We'll have some of them local favorite wrestlers on. So we hope you guys tune in next Tuesday. Luke Roberts, thank you, man. I have a great time with you each and every time I get to come on here and help host. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Sonny. And also, one last thing. We would be remiss if we didn't get a chance. If you're in the Kansas City area or if you're a part of the FWWC, and thank you, Herb, for that great comment here. Remember on uh, – I believe it is Saturday, April 2nd, the WrestleTalk podcast uh, will be putting on a watch party, uh, celebrating our yearly celebration of professional wrestling. Uh, your admission fee gets you access to Kincaid Arcade, slice of pizza and a drink, the pay-per-view, an opportunity to uh, meet and greet with a lot of local wrestlers, and photo opportunities are going to be available. Make it a point to get out $20 a person, $12 and under $10 a piece. Uh, also, free access to the Minicon as well. Make it a point to check out Kincaid. For more information, WrestleTalkPodcast.com slash events. Thank you for throwing it up there, Haas. Makes my job so much easier. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, great show. Uh, again, always a pleasure here. We're getting ever closer to that special number, 400. 400 episodes. There's not a lot of programs that can say they've gone 400, and the WrestleTalk Podcast is still growing strong. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to let – any information out regarding next week's guests, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to be a week out from WrestleMania and we're going to have two guests on the program that you definitely want to tune in for, because if, if everything goes the way we hope it goes, this is going to be one of those episodes that the, 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 the messages are not going to be able to keep up. It's going to be an awesome show. Gentlemen, again, Great time. You got Kansas City. You got the East Coast. You got St. Louis right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Make sure to check us out on social media. Also, WrestleTalkPodcast.com for all the information. Guys, I got to tell you, it's been a great show. But next week's going to be even better as we continue the road to WrestleMania and Universe Mania as well. For Nightmare Jones, who has unfortunately left us already. For Sunny Money Mayo, for Hardcore Hoss, this is Luke Roberts. Thank you for tuning into this week's installment of the WrestleTalk Podcast. We look forward to seeing you right here again next Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time right here, WrestleTalkPodcast.com and on all social media. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace!
people have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So say good night to the bad guy. Come on. Last time you're going to see a bad guy.